This is Garage Logic Podcast number 119, March 19, 2019. That great spring of 2012 comes up again. It was 79 degrees on this day in 2012 and 8 below in 1923. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Chris, can you remind the listeners again of our guest, the Reverend Tim Christopher, whose uh, testimony was uh, widely accepted before the legislature. Play a little bit of it. introduce yourself for the record and begin your testimony. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me. My name is Reverend Tim Christopher. I'm out of Missionary Baptist Church in North Minneapolis, and uh, I just come here to say today is I'm looking for this committee to give a damn. Okay, stop right there. What I mean by that is this. Reverend, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank Uh, you for having me. What is... Berrien Missionary. What's Berrien? Berrien. Berrien. What is that? Berrien Missionary Baptist Church is a Baptist church out of North Minneapolis. So Berrien doesn't refer to any theological sect or anything. It's just... Uh, No, not really. Okay. How old are you? I am am, uh, 54 years old. Are you a native Minnesotan? No, I'm not. I'm actually from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a military brat. My dad uh, did uh, uh, 23 years in the... Marine Corps. Oh, yeah? Uh, I have a brother who uh, in the Air Force. I've got a sister in the um, na- I mean Army. Mm-hmm. And my niece just graduated out of Detroit uh, in the, for the uh, um, uh, Navy. Good Lord. Yeah. So we are, we are 110% Americans. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to Minnesota? My wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We met out in Anaheim, California, mm-hmm. and uh, decided that, you know, to have kids. Uh, and But California wasn't the place that we wanted to raise our kids. Mm-hmm. So um, she's from here. Matter of fact, she's from Rockford, Minnesota. Okay. So when I first got here to Minnesota, uh, that's why I lived out way out there in Rockford. How many Minnesota. kids do you have? I've got two boys. I got uh, a 24-year-old Andre Christopher, and I've got a 27-year-old Jared Christopher, and I got a grandson Aiden. That that is the apple of my eye. Okay. And if I'm lucky enough, I'm gonna have a, a Liliana here pretty soon. She will be my uh, kind of a, a adopted granddaughter. My son is dating a female. How long have you been with the church in North Minneapolis? Oh, wow. I first walked in there a lost and broken man uh, in 1996. Yes, sir. How how so were you lost and broken? Um, You know, I was just going through things like everybody else do. You know, you're trying to find your way. You got kids, you got wife, you're making minimum wage, you can't pay your bills, you got people coming after you, you find yourself, you know, drinking a little bit, you know, doing this, doing that. Hard getting by, and uh, I walked in and looking for uh, help, um, looking for a way, looking for something mm-hmm. to lift me up out of a bad place. And uh, I met Dr. Charles Ford, mm-hmm. who is my pastor of the church, and uh, kind of been in and out of there a little bit ever since. And uh, seven years ago, I, I decided to go ahead and take 
truly take the Lord's walk mm-hmm. and become a reverend in the church. So you went to school? Yes, I went to theologian school to be to be a reverend. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. I have a question, Suge, before we get too f- uh, far into it here, uh, about the church, the Baptist church. Uh, I was I raised a Calvinist, so nothing, no, there's no fun in this church. There's no dancing, there's no singing, there's no nothing. But as a youth, I was brought to a Baptist church down here in Minneapolis, and I was shocked at how fun it was. Nothing but singing and clapping and woohoo and praise be. And it was the best church experience I had as a youth. Would that be a, an apt description of your congregation oh, in yeah. your church? Yeah, yeah. We get down on Sunday. Oh, it, <laughs> man, <laughs> we, we don't. We there, There's no, 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 no. Look, if the spirit ain't moving you, you at the wrong place. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest and, with and you. And I'm working it, with a, cu- no a couple of Catholics here, and you guys are on your knees, and you're standing up, and then you're down, and you're doing this, oh, and the there's a lot of organ rules. music. You guys I, would love going to a Baptist church. It is flat out fun. Reverend, wow. You know, I was just about to say, where's the rookie? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, you know, so he stumbles in late. Right, right exactly. Right. Well, actually, I'm, okay. in, I'm in early, but that's okay. Hey, Let's, can I tell you a story real quick? Please. Really, really quick. Hey, so uh, Mac and Judd, I was telling you, I, I, I listened to them. Mm-hmm. I was on the way home because I can, I, I, it takes me about an hour to get home. Mm-hmm. So I listened to their show on the way home where they was having a show one day and they was talking about sneakers. Mm-hmm. And dress shoes, mm-hmm. and they was putting down dress shoes. So I decided to call in. <laughs> so I finally nice. get a hold to them, and I go over and tell them, "Look, don't put down dress shoes because I've got a pair of shoes for every suit to have." Mm-hmm. And so they said, "Oh, you're the core. Oh, you coordinate. <laughs> so when you see them, just let them know that you met the coordinate guy." All right, <laughs> I will. Yeah, maybe on your way out, you can go down and say hi to him. Oh, thank you. Now your testimony, getting to be what two or three weeks ago, was concerning the newest edition of gun control bills that the legislature is taking up. Right, and you decided to show up, and you had thoughts on your mind, and. Explain to me your motivation for going before those people. Um, I was sitting there watching the first round of these uh, meetings in, in that they was having. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, here people are sitting here worried about getting a scratch on their gun. Mm-hmm. you know. And here people are worried about what's going to go on basically out in the suburbs. But we got all of this killing and shooting down in North Minneapolis. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, what mm-hmm. actually does those bills do for North Minneapolis? I, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, my church is right down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got running, yeah, running gun battles right through there. Mm-hmm. But they do nothing for the black community. So I said, I'm going to go down it, and that's all I wanted to do, honestly, was ask, ask Ask that question. Okay. And as I watch your testimony, what I kept anticipating I would hear from you is, what do you wish to propose? Mentors. So let, let, let's let's look at this here. Okay. So uh, like I said, I've always said the black child experience should be the same thing as a white child experience. Yeah. Okay? Hell yes. Right? Absolutely. So, but it so, isn't. It, right. But, but, but watch this here. So he, he should have the right to a house. The picket fence, he should have the right to, to the dog, the cat, the wife, the, the riding lawnmower. But you know what he don't have? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have mentors. Mm-hmm. His mentor is a drug dealer on the streets. 
So if he gets up every day and his thought in his mind is to be the top drug seller on that corner that week, where is that putting him? Right. In that revolving jail cell, no, like no. always. So, yep. how, how much do you attribute this to the destruction of the family over the last 50 years? Oh. The decline of moral and ethical integrity. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. But, but just like if you, if you listen to the beginning of, of my statement, this mm-hmm. is what I said. I said, in the 1990s, right? It was we, crack. That was crack. Who gave a damn? Mm-hmm. No, seriously, who? Nobody. Mm-hmm. It ran rampant yeah. through the black community. Mm-hmm. That's that's another reason. What? That's another thing that tore up the black community, mm-hmm. right there, right there. And then, then on top of that, so now we got Clinton coming into town. Mm-hmm. Clinton locked up so many black men; it was not even funny. Mm-hmm. Clinton, Clinton devastated the black neighborhood on there. So now we have no role models mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And the role models that they're looking at today, right now, are the ones that's rolling around in, 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 in you know, with the big rims on. They got nice, you know, nice shoes on and things of that sort. They looking nice, but who are those? Who are those guys? Well, wouldn't the role models traditionally have been your dad? That's right. Where is dad? In jail. Okay. Why that's is what he, dad, why is dad in jail? Dad's in jail because he's out trying to make a living, but he's making it in the wrong way. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here to be straight up with you. Right. It's hard He's to resist it. that, though. I mean, that's, that's serious money. That's right. You know, that's and right. once you start making that serious money, it's, it's tough to stop. That's okay, right. but in, in, the, in the real world, what you're saying is real. But for the majority, people are not willing to say that's what the problem is. Why is that? Because we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk that much about what goes on in... The black neighborhood. But this didn't happen 50 years ago. No. Kids didn't shoot each other 50 years ago. No. I've often said uh, regarding Black Lives Matter, why don't they show up where black lives literally do not matter, like in Chicago? Where are they? Where's their presence there? Where's the presence of anybody in Chicago, which is... Afghanistan from Friday 6 p.m. till Monday 2 a.m. It, it seems like talking about Chicago that nobody's life matters yeah. in Chicago. Right now, uh, the Democrats got Chicago just running them up. Right. I mean, that's 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 the bottom line. But there's a reverend there, Reverend Fraglie. He's there. Mm-hmm. He marches. Mm-hmm. He's out front. You hear you, you you can hear him any day of the week talking about just what Flagler? needs to be, yeah yeah what what's to be done. In Chicago, but he, he, here is the deal. Again, I go back to the point of going. What what do any of those young kids got to look up to? When when I started out in North Minneapolis, there was there's a Fairview Park there in North Minneapolis. I was one of the guys who put the first in 1997. I put the first help put the first computer in Fairview Park mm-hmm. to start. A program to help these kids with just getting online. There, there's a vast world out there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what I did. Uh, that, that's that's what started me to start doing things in the community. Uh, my wife and I, we knocked down a house. We built a brand new house, twenty seven twenty nine North Third Street. Mm-hmm. We built a brand new house there. Uh, that house was broken into six times. Oh boy! They they we we messed up one night. Perfect storm. We messed up one night. We left the car outside, so they break the car window, get the garage door opener, oh. open it up a little bit. 
we're upstairs sleep. They get in our house, stole my wife's purse, stole my and stole my my cell phone on there. Mm-hmm. This is true story. Um, and that and and that was our fault because we was, we was we fell asleep. We fell asleep with all the lights on in the house. Usually, I get up, I take a walk around outside the perimeter, house, the perimeter. Right? Then I go in the house. And I make sure all the doors are locked. I just happened to fall asleep that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. My kids have been knocked down, beat up, bikes taken, things have been stolen. To the, it got to the point to where the insurance company told us, you cannot file another claim. Oh, boy. And I'm dead serious. My wife oh, will tell you boy. the same thing. You, can't, you cannot file another claim. So at this point, I got tired of the police tackling prostitutes in my front yard. I got tired of them stopping drug dealers and trace tra- and. and Chasing drug dealers across the yard. I mean, my house was the Kool-Aid house. All Any kid that was on my block was at our house. Mm-hmm. We fed so many kids. There was kids that would kids spend the night. Parents mm-hmm. didn't even come and look and see where they was well, at. There's your problem. And we, 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 we would take, it back, take them back. How do we and restore the family? We, that's where we, we, we have to start with. Mo- that's where we start. We start with role models. We, we start with when these guys come out of prison. I've been a prison mentor now since uh, I started in 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. being a prison men, men, um, mentor. And the one thing that I talk to these guys about when they get out is jobs. How, how, they, get, they say, well, how do I get a job? I, I can't get a job. And if I can't get a job and I can't pay the prison system, system back, what happens? Mm-hmm. I go back to jail. Mm-hmm. That's not right. You Look. I, I understand, but you pay your, 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 your debt to society, then you should be left alone. Go out, get a good job, start over. Mm-hmm. We need to help these people. Mm-hmm. Reverend, uh, I've had the opportunity to work part-time at a nightclub downtown Minneapolis on and off for the last couple of years. And I, I, I work with a lot of young African-American males that are trying to hustle. They're trying to, to get their life straight. They're trying to get into school. And oftentimes what I see from the outset is these kids, they really, really, really want to make it out. You know, they want to, they want to make it and they want to make it out. But they're almost looked down upon for trying to do the right thing at times. And I really think that that's sad. Looked down upon by who? By, by their, their peers. peers. By yeah. their peers. Yeah. I, I, I see that often and I think that's, that, that's not the right way to go. So Let, I'm, I'm completely with you. Let's yeah. get back to guns, which is the reason you testified. Yep. Uh, and you weren't calling. You're a gun owner yourself. That I am. You weren't calling for the abolition, abs, uh, to, to the elimination of guns. You were saying you people keep creating these laws that don't really impact my community. Is that am I on the right track? That's right. All right. And uh, is there a law you could fashion? Because your concern is the inflow of guns to these kids. That's right. Because you keep encountering kids who you said. They have bigger guns than I do. They do. Right. <laughs> you, you keep you keep encountering these kids. You want to stop them from getting the guns. That's right. How are we going to do that? Easy. Find out how 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 are they getting the guns? I have when, no when, idea. When when you arrest them, even though you know we, we're under that no sit, no snitch policy, mm-hmm. but we need to find out how these guns are getting in. I, I understand that they they probably won't. Just like they're not going to find out how these drugs are getting in. Mm-hmm. That, well, how do you think they're getting in? Well, half the time. Well, we, well, we don't make guns in the black community. No. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
We don't make guns in the well, black what, community. No, finish so, the so, thought. So, so how are they getting in? You know, everybody always sit there and talk about, well, uh, well, they're breaking in gun stores. Mm-hmm. Well, when the last time you heard a gun store getting broken into? No, infrequently. They, they're sitting there saying, well, they're breaking in these cars, and these cars got guns. Really? Every single night, they're coming up with 50 cars that they can break in with a gun. Mm-hmm. Well, then where do you think they're coming from? They're, 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 they're influx of people coming in and selling guns. You got, you got, they go, they can go to Indiana. They can go to where, just same thing, just like Chicago. They go across state lines. Mm-hmm. You can get as many guns as you want. You bring them in. I bought a $300 gun, and I can take that gun down there and sell that puppy for about 900 bucks. Mm-hmm. So do you think we should propose, or do you think, uh, are you in favor of getting rid of gun shows and me selling a gun to you, um, restricting private sales of guns? Do you think that'll work? No. I love gun shows. I was just at a gun show this weekend. I know. Gun shows are so fun. I love... Hey, trust I, I, Dude, I walk around a gun show and just, you know, just drooling. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't have the money to buy every single one, but if I find one that's good... I I love gun shows. No, I'm not saying get rid of gun shows. Well, I I really don't know what the answer is. Look, this this is what I'm saying. We got to be our brother's keeper. Okay? okay, if you find out or you know of someone selling a gun, and they shouldn't be doing it, mm-hmm. come on, you got to say something. Well, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I know good luck with that, but but yeah. that's the bottom line. Look, look, look at the NRA. Yep. If the think about this now, if the NRA really, really got on their game and went after every gun owner, do you, you know how powerful the NRA could be? And then the NRA could start really doing something mm-hmm. other than just running off at the mouth right. and then having Oliver North, that's a joke, yeah. uh, as as their president. But if the NRA stop for five seconds and say, hey, we're going to embrace every single gun owner. Mm-hmm. That black gun owner, he's just as important as that white gun well, owner. Of course, yeah. And he br- and you bring everybody. That, that, that's why we start our own chapters. Mm-hmm. You know, you got NAGA. You got you got Louis Denard, who has the African American Gun Club right here in Minnesota. He's starting his own thing because we can't trust the NRA. We can't trust anybody else. Nobody else wants us to, wants to be a part wants us to be a part of them. So if we, if we if we if we pick the guns up and everybody get in this thing as one family and people start talking and we can we can bring down some of that gun violence. Then guess what? Mom's demand ain't gonna be after your gun. Mom's demand is after your gun right now because Jimmy's getting shot in school. Let's mm-hmm. be real. Yeah. They ain't worried about Curtis on the corner getting shot. No. They right. worried about that white kid in the suburbs. That's why right mom's demand. Yep. And that's why I sit there and I laugh when the gun when the gun community, they sit there and go, Oh, it's the Democrat. It's the Democrat. No, it's not just the Democrats. I sat in Brooklyn Park with a group of mom demand uh mothers. Mm-hmm. And some fathers. And out of the 25 that was there that day, I guarantee you nine was Republican. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be pessimistic, but I am. And I'm pessimistic for this reason. Uh, there's just a general lack of respect for life. It doesn't have anything to do with black people or white people or Hispanic people or Hmong people. Or it's a, it, We're seeing it around the world that life has become too cheap. And that goes hand in hand with the decline of moral and ethical integrity. And that ranges from wealthy white people paying colleges to get their kids in to, to, to drug dealers on the corner. It doesn't make any difference. So the reason I'm pessimistic is unless we restore a respect for life, 
we got a real long road to go before you, you get these guns off the street. How do you propose doing that? I don't. That's why I'm pessimistic. Yeah. Get back in church. Well, I, I buy that. What's the percentage of the people in North Minneapolis, if you just had to take a guess at it, what's the percentage of uh, uh, nuclear families, a mom and a dad and a couple of kids? What's the percentage, you think? And I, I can only right now kind of speak just for my church. Let's do that. Um, it's very low. Mm-hmm. I mean, very low. I, I, I can't, you know, sit here and give me a percentage. The only thing I know is we have a lot of single moms. Mm-hmm. In my church. Well, talk to me about getting people back in church. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that can be underestimated across the country. This this used to be a country of faith, and it's mm-hmm. becoming more and more secular every mm-hmm. day. That's right. You got you got a lot of people who who look at things and say, "I can't. I don't want to be told what to do." Mm-hmm. See, when you go to church and you put your life in the hands of God, you got to go by what somebody else is telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go out and party on a Saturday. You can't you can't be out all night Saturday night and then come to church smelling like liquor. I'm no, sorry, but you, you can party all night Saturday just so you don't shoot anybody. You can party. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you got a point. But I'm just saying, it's it's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. This is in the heart. I mean, you got you got to have a bad heart to just walk up and shoot somebody well, because I'm, you want somebody's corner. That's what I'm that's pessimistic about. You got to have a bad heart to walk into a synagogue mm-hmm. or walk into a church mm-hmm. and shoot somebody. Yep. It, we we got to start getting into people's heart. That's what it is. You got to sit there and you got to say that I serve a God that I know that no matter what happens, He's going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. I've got to have faith in that. And that's what I have. When I walked in that church, that's what I walked in saying. I've got to believe that this God that I'm about to go in and turn my life over to, no matter what happens. And when I started out, I couldn't even afford a suit. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's God's honest truth. Mm-hmm. I bought my first suit from the Salvation Army in Egan. Mm-hmm. And I went to Egan because that's where the rich people are. <laughs> right. right. Man, he's, see, he's a goodwill best, guy like me. See what I'm saying? Best, I'm, I'm serious. Best, I, I best garage sales in town. Dan, you can't right. beat Egan. Yes. You can't beat Egan. I went there about $17. $17 yes. for, for, for a three-piece suit. Yep. And I wore, I wore that did suit it fit? out. Boy, yeah, it fit. All right. And I wore that suit out. I did. But watch what God can do when you get put God in your life. Well, how are you going to get that 20-year-old gangster into church? How? Oh. You, you you basically got, got like I said, I've got to be a role model to him. Mm-hmm. He Look, you've got to see something good out of something that you're telling. If, if I don't walk with God and lead my life that way, mm-hmm. then I can't tell somebody else how to do it. Mm-hmm. But because I walk with God and I lead my life that way, I can walk up to you and tell you what I can, what God can do to you. See, see Joe, I can't tell your story. All right? I can't tell Rook's story. I can't tell Russ, but I can tell my story. Mm-hmm. I know where I've been. Mm-hmm. I know what God has done for me. I know the pitfalls that I put myself into. And I raise my hand and say, can you please, if you get me out of here, I'll serve you from this point on. And I've done that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've, I've served him faithfully. And he's made everything. He made it so good for me. Like I told you, where did I go? I went to a Salvation Army the first time I bought a suit. Now I've got a suit lady out in Brooklyn Park who calls me up and say, I got the latest fashion in. Mm-hmm. Come down and take a look at it. 
I go down, drop a dime, I got a brand new suit. Nice. That's what got. That I, don't, is I don't think what you should bail on Egan Salvation Army. <laughs> That's what, no, I'm not saying I'm a bail. You know, <laughs> okay, we still okay, no, we still go to the Salvation Army. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, ain't, yeah. I ain't living like that now. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't pay a million dollars to get my kid in the school. Right, right, you right. know what I mean? We 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 get we go to Hopkins or somewhere like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, I've got to keep preaching that message. That my story is this. That God has been nothing but good to me. He may not be good to you right now because you ain't doing right. Mm-hmm. See, when you start doing right, God, God, God will reward you. And that's what he's doing for me. I got a call from a guy just the other day. He's, he's captain of, of a, uh, he has little boats. Mm-hmm. This is what he said to me. You bring me some inner city kids. You pay $5 a kid. I will teach them how to sail. That's, that's God. That's God. I will teach him. His name is Cap- Captain Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I will teach them how to sell. But now this is what I got to do. So now I got to go beg for money because I got to get transportation. Yep. Right. I got to get the five dollars for the kid. I got to get food for him because we're going all the way down to the St. Croix or we go or we go right there in, in at the, the Lake Calhoun where they got all these boats and mm-hmm. buoys out there. But the bottom line is God sent me somebody that I can take a group of kids now and make their life better. You That's wanna, God. Here, among the emails from uh, listeners who heard your audio, uh, here's Jim Dudley who says, ask the Reverend if he has a website where people can contribute to the church. Uh, you want your five bucks? Here's well, a guy a willing, big, to, here's a guy willing to send you some money. Well, uh, we don't have a website where you can contribute just yet, mm-hmm. but... Give me, but if you want to send some money to Baran Missionary Baptist States, seven zero four, Thirtieth Avenue North, in North Minneapolis. Again, we're, I'm under Pastor Charles Ford. Right. It's called Baran Missionary Baptist Church. Is where I'm at. And I will also link the 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 church's website where I got in touch with you. Okay. I'm going to link that to the GL page. Yeah. What, what's your zip code up there? Uh, shoot. I'm not sure. I'd throw in a few bucks to teach a kid how to sail. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where that. Well, you know, I can. What about golf? What about inner city golf? I can can teach him how to golf. I got it. I got All right, here we go. He went to Uh Salvation Army and Egan and bought some clubs. I've got a Packer. No, no. I've got a Packer golf bag. Really, oh, it's oh, pathetic. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm, pathetic. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, Joe, I'm gonna put it on you. I'm gonna put it on your. I'm gonna put it on your webpage. But no, his name is Captain McKite. Okay, that that that's that's the guy that I met. My wife and I had a meeting with him this Sunday, uh, and he gave me his card. He said, "Call me. This is what I want. This is what I want to do for you." But his name is Captain M C K I E. That's him. All right. I got a question McKay. for you. Walk me through. The late one thirty a.m. call when you get a call because um, uh, Lisa is at a at a bad house and you got to walk in and there's six gangbangers and you got to retrieve Lisa. How are you received? Do they know you? Do they know you're there for good, or are you an enemy as soon as you walk on that front porch? No, a lot of times they 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 basically are. are I mean, here, are they respectful? They're very very respectful. Good. It, it's you know you. you you got to go. No, well, you're still alive, right? They, 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 look, they don't want the police coming there, kicking the door down. They don't want, they don't want trouble. That's that's not what this is. That's not what they're about. You know, mm-hmm. they want their money. And if someone comes get, you know, once they got their money and they got their product, you know, 
It's all good. Yeah, it's got to be nerve-wracking for you, though. It, it, it's always nerve-wracking. Anytime, like I said, on Saturdays what I do is I go down and I try to talk to these young kids. And sometimes I don't say nothing. I got cards. I just walk up to them. I give them the card. If you need something, if you need help, you call me. That's what I do for and, my nieces and nephews when they turn 13. I said, uh, you're eventually going to get into some trouble. <laughs> call me first. And I make them put my phone number in their <laughs> phone so my nieces and nephews Hell, know. I don't want to hear from mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they know when they're in trouble and their mom's going to kick their butts, call Uncle Kenny first. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, the the whole thing was – I could not understand these bills that they were that they were trying to pass. So I went down there just to simply ask. I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious when I said that. As I sat there, only thing I wanted to do was ask a question. Mm-hmm. And that question was, how do these bills impact the, uh, the African-American community? And they don't. And they, and they do nothing for them. So They don't do anything for anybody, really. If you think about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, so but they're political. They think politically, and what they would want from you is, okay, you don't think these bills make any difference. Help us create one that will, and that gets us back to the hundreds of thousands of guns just flowing around unchecked. And I—that's where my pessimism comes in. I don't know how we're supposed to stop that. You know, I, I, and I'm, 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 I'm beginning. The more I look in this, because I've been, I've been. Oh my God! I've been seriously doing just reading on bills and just other states and things. How this red flag law will mm-hmm. you know impact their states? And it it it's at a point where you almost want to jump on board with them and say we we can't stop this. But then I look at the situation and go, I'm an American. I, I've got look. I've got a right to own a gun. Mm-hmm. I've got a right. It's just like like I said when I went there. I went there to ask a question, only to find out. That I didn't even have a right to ask a question. Oh boy! And I'm sitting there going, "Wait a second, something's wrong here." Right. <laughs> and and then you're going to turn around and say, "I got a minute and thirty seconds to 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 ask you to give a damn." You got four like, minutes out of them, though. You're I'm, to be congratulated. <laughs> right. Oh, oh! By the time by by the time I sat there and watched them, mm-hmm. th- that whole circle of people that was there, mm-hmm. not really care. I mean, they're on their phones. Yeah. I, so I show up in the mom's demand group, are passing around homemade cookies. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? This is this this is about lives, and yeah. you want to have a bake sale? <laughs> so, something something is wrong it, with us. You're up against us. But something is we wrong are, with us. Yeah, we have declined our moral and ethical integrity. If, if, if I can't stop a if I can't stop a criminal, I'm going to go out after the law-abiding citizen. I pay my taxes. I do what's right. The last time I had a ticket was in 1992. Mm-hmm. But but because you can't stop him, you're gonna come after me. You're gonna make it hard for me to to have a gun. And these people that crack me up are the ones that walk around talking about. Well, you don't need to be walking the street with a, a with an AR-15. Well, let me. The last time I know, my AR-15 did not know the combination to my safe. Right. So he's not walking around, <laughs> right. and right. I don't walk around with right. him. Right. I go out and I shoot and I enjoy myself. One of the best things that I, I, I do is I go out on the range, especially on a Sunday after church, and there's nobody there. Man, just going out there and sitting back and putting some down the range and hear that ting, ting. 
That that's so the best, fun. isn't it? So fun. Maybe a, maybe a, an answer is to get all these kids who think they're hot shot shots to uh, turn them into Olympic marksmen. <laughs> Take them to the range. Turn I them got, into Olympic marksmen. I got to get them from turning the gun sideways right, first. Right, yeah, right, 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 like that. Yeah. Hello. You lose control of that thing when that thing's sideways. I'd love to have you up at the farm. I've got a four hundred yard range. It is so fun hitting something four hundred yards away. I gotta tell you, you get up. my card before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a Last. Oh Reverend, none goodness. of us have been invited up to the farm, no. so feel honored. Right. Right. Yeah, no, these losers can't come. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend, what did you learn after you made that speech? What have you learned since then that you didn't realize before? How hard it is to get these these people to to, to listen to you. Look, I, I voted for Tim Walls. Mm-hmm. I voted for Tim Walls I because I voted for him because he promised me a one Minnesota. That's what he promised. Mm-hmm. I, I, I railed about him in my church. I railed about him in my community. I can't get this man. So now he's got my vote, mm-hmm. and this man won't even answer a tweet. Right. Well, he he can't even tweet me back. Mm-hmm. He, he's so busy, but he's over there putting up a, a big stadium over there, a soccer stadium that's $250 billion. No, $200 that, million. Well, I, 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 I was... <laughs> right. I'm I doing you. the prices right. I'm doing the prices right thing. <laughs> yeah. right? right? I'm doing the prices retail. right. Yeah, re- it's retail. I got, I got the bit, yeah. And, and, and they're about to have a Somali war over there in, in, in this summer. You wait. Yeah, you, oh, you, it's you, getting I, bad. And, and yeah. I told that to the, the Muhammad, the guy that was there. He Here he is knowing... That he that there's about to be some bad stuff about to come this summer, and and he signed that bill. Mm-hmm. He's got something on his hand this summer. What, why, why do you say the Somalian War for those that might not know what you're talking about? Because it's already started. There was two ki- four kids sitting in a car. True story. Look it up. He matter of fact, Muhammad talked about it. Four kids sitting in a car. Somebody somebody walk up, shoot the car up. Seventeen year old boy dies. Now look. Bottom line comes down to this here. You sit in a car, nobody just comes and shoots up a car. Nope. Correct? Very rare. Extremely Correct. rare. I, I just want to make sure we're all on the yep. same page. I'm on the same page. So 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 now somebody's got to pay for that. Right. Summertime's coming. Mm-hmm. See, usually in the wintertime, the gun it, it's everything's down. Right. It's too cold to commit crime. That's right. But you know, funny thing about it this summer, it, it's kind of still keep this winter, I mean, it kind of still keep going. Mm-hmm. But Muhammad knows he he knows what's about to happen, and he's gonna sign off on that bill. Mm-hmm. The mayor of of St. Paul knows what's about to happen, and he's gonna put all that money. In. I'm not saying we shouldn't have a soccer stadium. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but come on, man. Who's Muhammad? He I, I think what is he? He 52 B. I'll look I it up. Think yeah, I I think we have the same. I, well, I, I know the lady who wrote the. I, I know her. I, I know her very well. I've I, been through her bio, the one that co-sponsored or co-authored this, that red flag bill. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she had zero clue what she she even the bill was about. We had uh, I lived down on the south side, close to uh, Lake Hiawatha by a park, and we had some, some Somali youths uh, three weeks in a row shooting each other up at the basketball court uh, in my neighborhood. First right. time ever. Uh, right. Before that, it was just kids with guns in the middle of the night that would shoot them up in the air and. Uh, you know, we can all live with that in the city because it was just dumb kids being dumb. But now there's murder being committed on my block on the south side, and it's Somali youth killing each other. We've got to figure out how to get these kids to understand that life is important. Life you, matters. You don't get another one. Yeah. That's, That's the whole thing about this. You 
you don't get another one. So how, my, like I said, the only thing that I can think of is finding a way to get these kids back in the church. I mean, I'm, it, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I believe that would be helpful. Uh, I think it's the only it's the only thing that's going to work at this point. You give them hope. You've got to give them hope. But but here's the deal: the church has to change. It's like my church. My uh, church is so? my, my church. My church is a uh, is a Southern Baptist church. Mm-hmm. There's strict rules, and you got to follow by the rules. And I and I understand that. But we've got to get to the point to where uh, we see the change. And I know they always sit there and say, you know, God, God don't ever change. I realize and I understand that. But we've got to make it to where the kids can come in and they know and they enjoy the message and they yeah. they read the message and they hear in the message. Make them feel accepted. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime I preach, yeah. I make sure if I got a group of kids in that audience, I'm done. I mean, seriously, I'm done with the adults. Right. My, I'm, I'm literally going this Sunday. I, I preached the 11 o'clock service mm-hmm. and um, my 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 message was. To see you all to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You all to celebrate your life every single day. When God's touch you and wake you up and your eyes open, you should be celebrating right now. Mm-hmm. When, when you get up and you got a right mind and your life is good, you should be celebrating. Yeah. That's what these kids need to know. That's how important life is. That's important God is. God gives you a life, so you should be celebrating God every single day. I celebrate God all the time. Yeah. I celebrate him all the time because I, I know how important this thing is. You know, GLers are pretty helpful people. If you uh, you ever need anything, uh, you know, keep in touch with us because we have an amazing, amazing group of listeners who are experts in many, many different fields and uh, wouldn't mind figuring out ways to help. So what you got our number. My, yes, then we got yours. My problem as a youth uh, going to church is everything I did and thought was wrong, and all I saw w- was double standards from the people telling me that I was wrong. And if I would have been more accepted as who I was, I would have been a more a, a better a, a better person. Bingo. Basically. I wouldn't have gone the direction I did well, this in is the my confessions 20s. of Kenny. Here. No, no, I'm Bingo. trying to tell no, but he, you guys he got it right. that he's making an he's excellent got it right. point. Of course he is. And I'm wondering we, if you should just say goodbye to the adults altogether, and you and you alone should be talking to kids under 30 every Sunday, every Saturday. Invite them. Let them have their. You know, come in wearing whatever uh, from wherever, and let's just talk and give these kids the feeling of acceptance and and show them that there is a future. Well, one of the things I do want to do is I want to start, I want to start a prison ministry. I I want to get them at before they get out. And I want to try to get to their head to say, look, when you get out, you have to go back to the community and be a mentor. Mm -hmm. You have to go back to them and be a role model. You can't go back to community doing what you're doing. But I can't expect them to do that when they get back and they can't get a job. They can't find a job. They don't have money for toiletries. They don't have any. They, they can't even buy a pair of underwear. They can't buy a pair of socks. So how can I expect these guys to do that? Now, this is what I've done. I, awesome, like like you were saying, the people that that steps up. I got a guy writing a letter to for me right now. So I'm not all that good of a writer. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys on my Twitter feed decided he was going to help me out and write me a letter. I, I saw that tweet. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, right, I'm, I'm seriously writing a letter to Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, if you're going to throw money away, 
Throw some my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm serious. I can put that money to you. I mm-hmm. can seriously put that money to you. Yeah. We got men coming out of prison every single day that has no place to go, don't have a future, don't have nothing. So Bloomberg's getting a letter from me. Good. And, and any other rich person who want to throw some money in and help me out. That's... That's the only place I know to start. When people sit there on, on Twitter, on Facebook, and go, well, what's your solution? My solution is that. I've got to get them before they get back on the streets. Yep. But I've got to get them in a mindset that, number one, you're going to come to church. Number two, you're going to do right. Number three, we'll do everything we can to help you to get a job. But you have to mentor a kid in the neighborhood. You have to become a role model. Not a role model, go back and teach him how to be more dirty than he is. At some point in time, we've got to step up. My Bible teaches me that I've got to go out and I've got to help the oppressed. I've got to help the pro. I got to help the downtrodden. That's what my Bible says. And that's the same Bible I'm reading and Joe's reading and Rookie's reading. It's the Bible. Isn't it funny that when they come out that they wouldn't have that mindset to say, thank you, I wish I would have had that mentorship and then I would have been on the straight, could have been on the straight and narrow. They're getting out thinking, where's my next dollar is going to come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reverend Tim Christopher, thank you. Woo! Thank you. We'll uh, we'll put whatever okay, we governor. can link on the website. Hey, and- Governor. All right, Governor, way to go. Let's right, go. Right, right. The next governor of the United <laughs> State of Minnesota. Right. I just want this governor to call me. All right. <laughs> we'll, see what we, we'll put some pressure put on some him pressure on this side. On him. Thank Tim you Christopher, so much thank you very much. I appreciate you. you guys. We'll be back. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But, of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. and the Souchere. Curated heritage lifestyle. You know what that means? That's just some big-time language for the really cool stuff at the Minnesotan, the store in downtown White Bear. Vintage stuff. Your high school jerseys and hats, their own logo jerseys and pullovers are fantastic. If you're in need of a really unique gift, the Minnesotan is perfect for apparel gifts that reflect and celebrate the Minnesotan in your life. Birthdays, anniversaries, and more packaged and shipped nationwide at theminnesotan.com and a special offer for fellow GLers. Mention Garage Logic in the store or use the online code GarageLogic, all in one word, at checkout and save 20% on all purchases. 
The new spring collection of polos, quarter zips, T-shirts, hats, sunglasses, and more are in stock now. These are unique items you're not going to find anywhere else. Open seven days a week in historic downtown White Bear Lake and shipping nationwide at theminnesotan.com. Mention you're a GLer, 20% off. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, before we get to the news, a baseball note or two. Twins opening day, believe it or not, just nine days away, and uh, they've announced some of the festivities. Uh, first pitch will be thrown out by Justin Morneau, the Twins MVP first baseman. Uh, he actually is in the broadcast booth that day. He'll be doing opening day. He'll also throw out the ceremonial first pitch before the team's home opener on March 28th versus the Indians. National Anthem honors go to Minneapolis showman Harmar Superstar, a.k.a. Sean Tillman, whose live musical act has spanned the globe while keeping his performance space here in the Twin Cities and 100-year-old World War II veteran Lawrence Klein of Alexandria, Minnesota, will raise the American flag. Klein, drafted into the Army at age 22, served from 1942 to 45, spent more than two years overseas, mostly near Australia. After the war, the Browerville native returned to Minnesota, worked for Northern Pacific, Western Union, and Sioux Line Railroads. The first 30,000 fans in attendance get a Twins puffer vest that day. What's a puffer vest? That's like the thing I wear. The great thing that I have out there. I love those. Oh, I hope we're to go. part of the media drop. Is that a... why we're shooting uh, coyotes and the price has gone up for that, uh, those parkas? Uh, are they made out of fur? No, mine's made out of down. Yeah, but something stuffed in there. It could be coyote could fur. Could be a dead yeah, coyote. A dead yote. Dead yote. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, Target Field Was that news from the Krabby Coffee Shop? No. No, no don't it, start that. It wasn't. I'll kill you. <laughs> he uh, has f- an idea. He ends up hating it. <laughs> And then he blames us. My no, favorite, I just want to tweak it. My favorite part of that yesterday was on Facebook, somebody was yelling at Rook and blaming him for playing. Yeah, Rook, why do you do yeah, that? I get to blame all the time. Target Field Gates will open on opening day at 1 o'clock. That's about two hours before game time. What are we, uh, nine days out? Nine days. Nine days. Nine Next days Thursday, out. a week from this Thursday. Uh, as long as we're talking baseball, let's mention this. Mike Trout. Oh, my God. <laughs> It doesn't look like he'll be going anywhere. Uh, it looks like he and the Angels are finalizing a massive contract extension that will keep Mike Trout with the Angels the rest of his career. According to ESPN, the extension, 12 years, $430 million. Well, he gets to keep $215 million of it. California. Well, federally, Roughly. he would get to keep $215 million. Roughly, I don't yeah. know what California California has high tax. That's yeah. one of the reasons apparently Bryce Harper decided not to sign with the Giants. I don't. Uh, I'm no longer impressed with these contracts because I don't pretend to understand the economics of the game. Right? How can you make 450? How, how can the team? I don't get it. Make 450 million in 12 years and still pay everybody else. And- well, they have giant. The Angels have a giant television contract, and and Trout is. A, I'm not saying that that money's worth it, but Trout's a guy that generates a lot of revenue. Not that this isn't fascinating, but right. uh, while you were doing that ad for the Minnesotan, I went to their website, <laughs> mm-hmm. discovered a T-shirt, Wrestling Giants. Uh, no, Wrestling Legends of Minnesota. Oh, they got all that kind of, of Minneapolis. Stuff. Here's a, a T-shirt with. Oh, look at that! That's with cool. Vern. With Baron Von Raschke, Mad Dog oh. Vachon, Hulk, uh, The Body, Nick Bockwinkel, and The Crusher all on the front wow. of the T-shirt. It's so a unique cool. store with a very unique idea. I went there looking. I want a Chiefs jersey yeah, they'll, from, they'll, from the movie. Oh, they'll set you up. Tell them you want one. They'll probably figure out how to get you one. Oh, that would be so cool to own one. Johnny, I bought the contract, so I have to throw this out. Yes. We both follow Jason Stark uh, a 
purely sure. a baseball nerd on Twitter. Uh-huh. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and Nolan Arenado signed $1.32 billion worth of contracts just for those four guys. Oof. The Tampa Bay Rays' total payroll in franchise history for 21 seasons is $1.01 billion. Wow. That's amazing. That's a, uh, an interesting stat. Yep. Uh, news, Kenny likes to talk about baseball salaries, so. Yeah, it's fascinating. Here's one. Uh, here's a T-shirt that just. I think we should buy it for Joe. It's just a Lake Calhoun long sleeve. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, news stories: Minnesota motorists would be required to use hands-free devices when talking on the phone while driving under uh, while driving under a bill that passed the state house on Monday night after sponsors said the measure will cut down on distracted driving and save lives. How could that even have been difficult to do, John? Wasn't this a no-brainer? Uh, it is to me. Who but, was arguing uh, against it? The yeah, people that want to s- use their phones. But did you see the, what was the vote again? 106 to 21 in yeah. the House. No, that's a resounding yes. Right, but who were the 21? What what could they possibly find to defend the use of uh, some teenager texting? It's outrageous. Right. It should have been a unanimous vote. Yep. Some folks actually said uh, they didn't like it because they want tougher penalties for texting while driving to be oh, added no, to the bill. Not so. tough enough. All right. Minnesota motorists would be required to use hands-free devices when talking on the phone while driving under the bill that passed the House. The House approved the bill 10621 with bipartisan support, though a few critics said it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't include those tougher penalties. A similar bill working its way through the Senate exempts the manual use of GPS navigation systems, so you could still do that. Well, that's the same thing. It's just as distracting, if not worse, because you're looking at a map and you're trying to make it right. bigger, and then the the number of the highway disappears, and then you have to make it smaller, and it's it's that's ridiculous. I use a paper map. I have no uh, GPS, and I know how to <laughs> fold a map. I'm a good map folder. And where is the map that's folded housed? Well, either above the visor or in the side pocket. Oh, I right. thought you say the glove box. No. <laughs> I think one of the greatest inventions ever is that the phone talks to you and tells you where to go oh, when you put you're the address. Such right. a I can't simple Lord, it's never, like driving with my wife. I've never you. been able oh, to get my. Are do you that. a woman? Really? No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I like to go I'm to the sh- bank too. I don't file electronically. That's how guys. It doesn't bother me. That's how guys end up driving. He's a commie. You end up driving into the Saint Croix because you're just blindly following this idiot telling you where to go. Swamp. I always have ended up where I'm supposed to. Okay, Johnny. I've hit the swamp. About four times. <laughs> Road closures, a uh, couple swamps. Yep. The bill's chief sp- uh, sponsor of the House, Representative Frank Hornstein, said he's confident the differences will get worked out in conference committee, adding that Governor Tim Walz has indicated that he will sign the bill. Uh, drivers would not need vehicles with built in Bluetooth wireless systems, according to Hornstein. For older cars, hands-free mounts that comply are available online for as little as $9. What does that mean? It's a holder just for the phone? Yeah. But you still have to manually fool with it. Right. Uh, yes. Well, well, as, that ain't hands-free, uh, then. Well, as you do with my hands-free. I mean, when the phone rings, you have to touch the dash to get the thing to start talking to you. Yeah, I well, got I just touch my steering wheel. Telephone icon on the well, steering wheel. La-ti-da, yeah. cracker. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Are you there? Well, Rook, now you have a built-in excuse when the mayor calls. Ah, I'm sorry, Chief, I was driving. Yeah, I'm driving. Can't answer uh, if it was work-related. Uh, left Rook a message last week. He still hasn't answered it. Uh, oh, is that the Newgate one? Send him a text. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. I got a kid in Chicago, junior in high school. I'll text him. I saw a Ferrari today. Honest to God. Three weeks later, 
What color? <laughs> I've trained him well, haven't I? I've trained him well. I know this young person. <laughs> On the flood front, people are starting to go back to their homes in Jordan after crews were able to break up an ice dam, reducing flooding in that city. Jordan police said uh, that as the Jordan Public Works Department, uh, with assistance from S.M. Henches and Sons, were working to remove the ice dam, a large portion of the dam loosened and pushed upstream out of the city, well, that water started to free past Valley Green Park and reduced water levels in the area. The department said only isolated areas have minimal water remaining, and Public Works is working to pump out those areas. Meanwhile, crews will start sandbagging efforts in Stillwater on Thursday, and they'd like some volunteers. However, if you'd like to help, you have to register online. To find that link, go to the story on KSTP. <laughs> they don't want com. it to be too successful. We just showed right. up in a school bus. You yeah. know how Stillwater is. The Hill uh, Kids? Uh, yeah. They say no walk-ups will be accepted. We were walk-ups. <laughs> is this a haircut? What is this, a salon? Stillwater is amazing. What, do you get a amazing. special jacket and a badge? <laughs> My kid was down there yesterday. He said half the town is closed by the river already. But aren't we getting the desired slow melt right now? I would think so. This is yeah. a nice slow yes, melt. Yes, because it, it was freezing also overnight, yeah. so that would slow everything down. Even I, I got bad. that part. Thank you. <laughs> you guys know where Henderson? Do you know where Henderson is? Yeah, yeah just south of Lasur. Yeah, Highway 19 east of Henderson just closed this morning due to flooding on the river. A lot of truckers use that route, too. 93 was already closed down there. And it's going to be a long time before it's reopened. Yeah. In recent years, Grand Avenue and St. Paul see a number of retailers, restaurants, and boutique shops leave their storefronts. Now, uh, we talked about this last week, Minnesota's Lund and Byerly's is considering a prime location along the 700 block of Grand Avenue. It used to be the home to North, uh, North Face and Ann Taylor Loft. The 2,400-square-foot grocery store would include four levels of housing above it and two levels of underground parking. On Monday night, Trey Lund showed a crowd at Mount Zion Church, two versions of the same development for comparison purposes, and company reps stood back and listened to what longtime neighbors preferred in the area. The grocery firm invited businesses and residents to the conversation. Hundreds turned out. The design of the project seemed to matter most to those who live in the Summit Hill or Grand Avenue areas. Jason Koenigs with the Grand Avenue Business Association said they were after neighborhood buy-in to get ideas about the historic area and make sure it integrates well. Kenny, have you seen a bike yet? And predict for me when you think you'll see the first one. Oh, I'm surprised I haven't. Yeah, me no, too. I have not seen a motorcycle on the but road I bet yet. we will this weekend, and uh, I hope you've contacted DennisKirk.com. They have over 160,000 products in stock for you and your motorcycle. doesn't make any difference whether you ride a Harley, a Cruiser, or a sport bike. They have it. And if you're in a hurry for something you need, apparel, tires, brake parts, you name it, you place an order by 8 o'clock today and you'll get it tomorrow. That's hard to believe, but that's the way DennisKirk.com does business. Minnesota company, by the way, and very, very cool website. DennisKirk.com. Order today and get it tomorrow. White House lawyers expect to have an opportunity to review whatever version of Robert Mueller's report Attorney General Bill Barr submits to Congress before it gets to lawmakers or the public. That, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter, the attorneys want the White House to have an opportunity to claim executive privilege over information drawn from documents and interviews with White House officials. The White House's review of executive privilege claims are within its legal purview, but could set up a political battle over the perception that President Trump is trying to shield certain information from the public about an investigation that swirled around him since the first day of his presidency. A cross-country American Airlines flight from San Francisco to New York City was diverted Monday afternoon after 
the bathrooms became unusable. Oh, yeah, the old clogged room, huh? Yep. Who's rookie in there? Who's oh. the last one? Who's who's been eating lasagna? <laughs> and then he walked out going, "My bad, everybody. <laughs> Sorry." You know, as much as often as I've flown over the last forty years, none of these bad things have ever happened to me. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah why are you jinxing yourself like uh, that? You, you know, if, if you guys have all flown with young kids. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than when the uh, the light comes on and says, you know, we're, we're ready to either take off or, or land. And that's when, Dad, i got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, really go <laughs> no, 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 buddy. This is not the time we got to go to the bathroom. The American Airlines flight, which was carrying 74 passengers, <laughs> took off from San Francisco about 1110 in the morning was scheduled to get to New York City around 4.36. It was diverted to Chicago when the bathrooms became Oh, God, they had to go to O'Hare on top of it. Flight Charter 24 tweeted that the aircraft spent 45 minutes on the ground in Chicago. They have a honey wagon pull up and pump that sucker out? (laughs) To put the lavatories (laughs) back in service. The airline said it was preparing to depart around 4.12. The airline said in a statement, we never want to disrupt our customers' travel plans. We are sorry. For the trouble this diversion caused. Somebody got in big trouble because that was supposed to be drained before they left. I got a question. Gross. Who has that job? Hey, uh, Rick, San Francisco's heading in here. You got to go pump her up. You know, my, my friend that works at the airport can see those little uh, those little potty trucks that go, and, and, and those guys usually eat alone. <laughs> Fellas, uh, it just so happens I have a friend up north, yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, you want to hit the music? I'm not allowed to. You're not allowed to hit the music. <laughs> Once you may, and that's it. Okay. What about your friend up north? I Hold didn't know you on. had a buddy. Hey, y'all. Here's Kenny <laughs> with news from the crappy coffee shop. Before you start, Kenny, you were talking about you wouldn't want that job to be the guy who cleans. I was up at a lake once where... Uh, the, the cesspool guy showed up okay. to pump it out. Yeah. And he was literally covered in poop. Oh. Feces. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk to you about. Oh. He he recently purchased this business from another friend of mine. And he, if there were 80 hours in a day, he could stay busy all day. Mother of God. But <laughs> the question is that a few of us that have properties that we have to ask, where does this end up? Yeah, that's a good question. Do you want to know? In your drinking I don't water. Know. No, it, it gets spread on fields just like it's cattle manure. I thought really? only only animal manure was good for that. Uh, evidently, it's it's just. I'm fun. never going to eat again. It's just fine. I got to know. What do you do on your lunch break? Yeah, I'm never know. eating again. <laughs> well, your I guy, know. I think the guy that you hired is just really bad at his job. He, he spilled slop. a lot. Oh, right, right. <laughs> he must be an apprentice. But I mean, <laughs> wow. Some people don't pump their tank every year, and the tank fills up, and uh, it takes some extra effort thank to get that. that rural, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for that rural. Thank you for that rural update. Oh, that was that a that great update. When, I, update. when yeah. I, I've got two properties connected, and when I see him coming down my driveway i hop in my truck and i get the hell out of I'll there yeah. be I'll back tomorrow you. i'll sit there Murph. may i go home now no okay. it is such an eye-opener oh. a president oh. yeah. russian president vladimir putin signing laws punishing online media and individuals for spreading Fake news Uh-oh. or material, oh, or material. long before his buddy gets this idea. That's considered insulting to Russian Why officials. Why is that written there? Prosecutors. That's from last Friday. Oh. 
can now complain about online publications to the state communications watchdog, which has the powers to block access to access to websites if their owners fail to remove the material promptly. Publications found guilty of spreading, quote, unreliable, socially significant information could face fines as much as $23,000. And, of course, it's Russia, so they could also face 15 days in jail. The measures were attacked during their passage through Parliament by the Presidential Human Rights Council, which warned of their potential use of methods of repression against critics of the authorities. Putin signed the legislation after thousands of people protested in Moscow earlier this month against Kremlin plans to establish a sovereign Internet. You know whose boat collection you're looking at, Roy? I know exactly. I it's called Lee it Anderson, up. isn't it? Uh, no, that's John Allen. Oh, that's John Allen. John yeah, Allen. that's his uh, garage. Is that um, the one that you uh, broke into and then raided his liquor cabinet? That's the one I broke into <laughs> and raided his uh, top shelf <laughs> bourbon. You know, he might be a friend of yours, but they look like trailer queens to me. Do any of them see the water? Oh God, yes. My oh, old man's yeah. got one of those. He hasn't seen the water. It's like, well, what's the point? These the two finest collections of antique boats in the country are in Gull Lake. Put them in the water. They get in the water every year. John Allen throws the show. The only reason he bought the Bar Harbor was to get the docks. <laughs> why aren't we going up there Mission for that show? I am this year. I am this year. Well, why don't Should we bring we the show up sure. there? If he's such a good friend of yours, well, why doesn't he have us all up there? <laughs> well, he, he would. So I can give him grief right to his face. Oh, he'd give it right back to you, believe me. <laughs> I think I've seen his shop. Does he have a shop up there? I, I, I'm only familiar with Lee Anderson. That's what I thought I was looking at. But okay. Brooke tells me I'm looking at John Allen's yeah. man cave. So uh, are you going to take the same path to get up there again this year? No, I'm going to stay out of the sand. Okay, got it. On the heels of a massive cocaine bust. In fact, the last time I heard <laughs> that vehicle started, I it sounded like there were pebbles. I'll never sell it, Will. Pebbles somewhere in the you guys uh, are just poisoned a couple months the ago, thing. I think. I fired that thing up and held it right to the floor for a good 10 seconds. It is howling, and the old mayor comes running in the garage. And he couldn't see which his, car. With his oh. hair on fire. Oh. Turn that Turn it up, well, Whaley, you get the bill for a new uh, <laughs> input valve, Flusher. intermediate valve flusher. flusher. You, yeah, you couldn't see his face, Joe, but when you yelled at him, here's what he did. <laughs> it was pure joy. I don't know who had the better face, Kenny or my seven-year-old. <laughs> Why is that guy yelling at Remember when that one guy started the other guy's car? Got <laughs> yelled at. That was winterized. That is Kirk.com. More than 160,000 products in stock for you and your bike. They have it. Free shipping on orders over 89 bucks. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 o'clock today. Get it tomorrow. Hit the button, dummy. Hey, folks. John Madden here, and you're listening to Garage Logic. I mean, the mayor, he's the guy that, that runs that thing. I mean, he's the guy that takes care of all that stuff the mayor's doing. Fireworks, uh, starting up stuff, cylinders, you know, he's, he's Joe Shustray. I mean, the mayor! If your daughter's engagement ring is bigger than your wife's, you're going to get hit over the head with a frying pan. That's what's going to happen. You've got to start thinking about upgrading her diamond so the next time you show up at a family event, she has the bragging rights. That's where RF Molar Jeweler comes in. They've been helping guys solve problems like this for 67 years. They'll take her original diamond in on trade and provide you with a diamond that will impress her every time she looks at it. And people are realizing that they wish they would have done this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Molar staff of 
Registered jewelers, certified gemologists, and certified gemologist appraisers are qualified to show you the difference between a molar diamond and all the rest. And don't worry about the price. I know this guy. Molar has never lost a sale because of price. And if you don't believe me, go online and look at their reviews. RF Molar Jeweler, 50th in France and Edina, the flagship store at Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or on the web at rfmolar.com. You want the 10 times the world was supposed to end before now? Sure. The world was supposed to... Global warming was to wipe nations off the face of the earth if climate change was not addressed by the year 2000. Remember that? That was our UN guy, yep, yep. Uh-huh. right? Uh, in 1989, the AP re- relayed a warning from a UN official, uh, and that's we learned that. Uh, Chernobyl may still be killing us. A uh, book warned that the disaster might be behind the global rise in cancer and disease. Uh, no nations were wiped off the face of the earth as of 2019. Uh, mass starvation by 1975. In 1967, a best-selling book came out called Famine 1975, America's Decision, Who Will Survive? Okay, there's some linking to be done here. So back in 1975, you would have had people believing in a presumably scientific contention that we're all going to starve to death by 1975. And then you had other scientists saying, no, we're not going to, and obviously we haven't. So what does that tell you about the scientists today? you got scientists who say... Uh, man is causing uh, uh, irreversible climate change, and other scientists say, don't worry about it. Hmm. I'm not going to worry about it. So one, we were going to have uh, global warming is going to kill us by 2000. Right. Starvation in 1975. Yep. Number three, global freezing. Uh, global cooling was once uh, a worry to many, such as University of California at Davis professor Kenneth Watt who warned that present trends would make the world 11 degrees cooler by the year 2000, about twice what it would take to put us in an ice age. Never happened. Right? Why was the year 2000 such a, um, yeah, a, a that target? Because that was the same year as the computers are supposed to go away. Right. Okay. Remember? Yeah. Number you four, bought into that, though. You bought, bought into a lot one. of batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, <laughs> massive warming by the year 2000. Well, it, it didn't happen. Uh, number uh, five, uh, uh We missed five. Six. Al Gore says 10 years of life are left in 2006. Only 10 years of life. We've had the 10 and 12-year periods given to us over the last 30, 25 years. So we're playing with house money right now. That would have been 2016. Number seven. Environmental catastrophe will cause nuclear holocaust by the year 2000. Didn't happen. Uh, In fact, that was from uh, UN official Mustafa Toiba. How come? Has anybody called Al and said, uh, hey... Uh, we're still around. He doesn't talk to people like us. <laughs> Number eight, max, mass extinction by 1995. In 1970, Senator Gaylord Nelson, a Democrat from Wisconsin, often considered the father of Earth Day. <laughs> <laughs> Cited the secretary of the Smithsonian, who believes that in 25 years, this was 1995, somewhere between 75 and 80% of the species of living animals will be extinct. Didn't happen. They must be incredibly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Number eight, number nine, metals depleted by 1990. Scientist Harrison Brown predicted in Scientific America that lead, zinc, tin, gold, and silver would be fully depleted before 1990. Didn't happen. We got nothing left, huh? 
We were supposed to have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, last was it last week? Uh, we were citing candidates that were running on various platforms, you know, all of them saying, you know, we're not spending enough on global warming. Do you think that there would be a candidate out there that could not only survive but could possibly win just bringing stuff like this up and saying this is all hogwash and garbage? Good point. You, you got one. I was going to say, he's the president. He's in the office. <laughs> that, well, my, my point be, could there be another one that would that could run strictly on that style of campaign and not and tweet as much? And not be, and not be as active <laughs> yeah, on Unfortunately, nobody assigns him any credibility. Uh, economist Walter Williams says environmentalists have occasionally tipped their hand about what, um, what motivates their predictions. We have to offer up scary scenarios, make simplified dramatic statements, and make little mention of any doubts we might have. Stephen Schneider, a professor of biology at Stanford, said to Discover Magazine in 1989, each of us has to decide what the right balance is between being effective and being honest. Well, you're not, you haven't been honest with his people. Uh, There is no such thing as man-made climate change, and if there is, so what? But you guys don't want me to dwell on that every day, do you? No, no but I think a little taste have. of it, just to wet our whistle. And for the life of me, back to that hands-free cell phone rule, or as that old Carl says, cellular. He has a cellular phone. Cellular phone. Cellular phone. <laughs> I, I don't know why that, was, that just didn't sail through the first time somebody ever mentioned it. Or are we worried about people who can't afford cell-free techno- or hands-free I think technology? So. I think so. Yeah. Well, we'll get a new car then. Cars are cheap. <laughs> Cars are cheap. You missed the auto show this weekend. I did. The auto show was... On purpose. Um, uh, it was pretty neat. Are you going to bring up the, the car that you tweeted out about yesterday? Really? Oh, yeah. Did you see, You probably didn't see that. You should pull that up for the mayor. <clears throat> I will pull that up here Things for the mayor. awful. What did, was, he, what did he fall in love with? It's a chair with four wheels on it. Oh, <laughs> one of those square... Uh, it's it, it doesn't even have a, a, a bonnet. Pinewood or, uh, Derby car. Uh, there's no roof. There's no doors. It, it's it's a four-wheel motorcycle. I don't know what... Uh, it, it's w- like a... Oh, that eight, thing? Sit-in ATV almost. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Is that is that allowed on the highway? Wait, now, is that a roof? Oh, so that is a windshield it's right in, It is enclosed. Oh, okay. All right. I couldn't tell that from my... <laughs> Good luck driving on the highway in that thing. What I is thought, it? I thought there was another picture. Maybe that was just it. Hmm. Uh, it was a Toyota, but I don't know. Um, I didn't get the specs on it. I just thought it would be fun to see you sitting in it. And had you been at the auto show, I would have made you get in that. It is your color, Such. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice red. Yeah, it's kind of a pink. That's all right. Say, when, when uh, this, I'm trying to avoid bracket talk because it's such a cliche at this time of year. But you have until the first game Thursday to fill out a bracket. Is that correct? Yes, most of them. You don't them. have to worry about these play-in games. The play-in games. There's only one that is a is not a 16 matchup, right, Johnny? It's a 6 and 11 are playing each other, I think. Uh, yeah. In one of the play-in games. And was last year the only time in history a 16 yes. seed beat a 1? Mm-hmm. And that was uh, somebody beat Virginia? Virginia lost, yes. Mm-hmm. Virginia uh, usually is not a very good tournament team, even though they've routinely been uh, seeded very highly. Number one seeds have only won 58% of the time. You'd think it'd be more than that. Mm-hmm. Number one seeds have only won 58%. Have only won the, won the final uh, 58% of the time. Wait a minute, what? Well, mm-hmm. won, the, won the championship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Won the title. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, okay, yes. I thought you meant to play or the like, first game. No, that can't be like, right. What? They've only, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Who do you like, got? You got Marquette going all the way? I do. I always do, yeah. out of fiduciary responsibility. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have the Gophers going very far at all. I think they could beat Louisville. Well. But uh, that'll be about it. Yeah. I loved when uh, Reverend Tim walked in today. The first thing we did was jump down his throat because because we spotted him on Twitter wearing a Duke sweater yeah. and a Packers hat. Plus, oh. he tells us he's got a Packers <laughs> golf bag. So we had to get on his case. Uh, the been second he walked in the door, I didn't figure that out. He's a he's a African American Baptist <laughs> Reverend here in the Twin Cities from Memphis. Yeah. How is he a Packer fan? I don't know. Well, John's a Packer fan. Yeah, but John just. Jumps on a bandwagon of whatever no, team. No, John's, John's allegiance. All my life. John's allegiance dates to before there were Vikings. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you were. You well, were that, a, no, that's not true either. Mid sixties. So. Yeah. Okay, John. I'm trying to help He's you. Trying out. to help you out. <laughs> that, uh, I pitched you what, the slowest curveball I could throw, and you just <laughs> you're, stepped you're on me. You're an eight year old kid. You like winners. The Packers were winners, and at that's that why time. you chose the Yankees and the Yankees too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And the Lakers. That vehicle I featured no, is a guardy car. Lakers it's a three-wheeler. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that a concept or is that something available? I don't know. if I didn't stop and talk to anybody, so I don't know if it's available. But that's Ooh. a side view there. It's grotesque looking. It really, it really is. is. I don't want one. Say, remember what your wife wants, though. She wants an upgrade of that engagement ring. I mean, come on. She's been wearing that a long time. Her daughter's engagement ring is now bigger. You might want to take care of that at RF Moeller Jeweler. 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, and uh, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis are on the web at rfmoller.com. Now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. One size rarely fits anyone anymore. That's why you need to get a hold of Federated Insurance so you can customize the insurance coverage your business or industry needs. Federated offers property and casualty, life and disability income insurance to businesses and select industries. And the reason they can do this is they got the best marketing representatives in the business. They love that company. They don't want to leave. They're very good. They get to know you and your operation, and that's how they can customize the coverage you need. Driving, uh, cyber attack coverage, whatever you need, they're going to discuss it with you and take care of you. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Rep to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive because at Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. I'm going to throw something out here. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let's hear it. I think drag queen story hours at the library, it's not a good idea. <laughs> I, I, uh, why? Why do I think it's not a good idea? Yeah, why not? Well... The Houston Public Library had to issue an apology after a registered sex offender was allowed to entertain the kids during the library's oh. highly controversial program called Drag Queen Storytime. Whoops. Okay. Yep. Maybe you have a point. The library announced last Friday that a review of its volunteers revealed Albert Alfonso Garza never submitted a background check before being allowed to entertain kids during a Drag Queen Storytime. 
According to the Houston Chronicle, Garza was convicted of aggravated sexual assault of an eight-year-old child in 2009. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. He was last seen entertaining kids at a Houston area library last September. He will not Jeez. be allowed to return. How could they miss that? They didn't. They didn't check him out. See, my rule of thumb would be if you got to do have a background check to do a story time at a library for kids. Unnecessary. You're not, we don't want you. Unnecessary. No. Yep. You're not. You're not welcome. <laughs> right. Well, no. The, no. Wouldn't no, the no, background no. check be required because of the role, not necessarily the person? What? You're, the background check would would exist regardless of what they're doing. I, I'm with Reavers here, and I think you should rephrase. No, if I did no, reading no. story time, nobody's going to do a background check on me. Yes, no. if you're around kids in a, in a consistent role, it, it's they do that for teachers for all sorts of roles. They do it for daycare. <laughs> they do it for everything. Yes. In our review of our process of this participant, we discovered that that we failed to complete the background check as required. We deeply regret this oversight and the concern this may cause our customers. We realize this is a serious matter, the library said in a statement. We are taking the appropriate action to ensure that the status of every participant in every program throughout our system is verified. We will continue to review our process to ensure this can't happen again. To reassure the public, the library also explained that drag queen storytime participants are not allowed to be alone with the kids. Okay. Additionally, Houston Public Library said it is, and I'm not suggesting drag queens would be, uh, of course uh, not, abusers of children. But this one was. But but I, I'm saying I'm saying is it really that important? Is it, are you are you that desperate to show your uh, your uh, virtue of inclusiveness that? You gotta, you know, these kids will learn what a drag queen is soon enough in Bring their life. Bring them to a show. Do we Bring have to have a... drag queen story time at the library? How bored do you have to be as a drag queen to even want to do that? Yeah, because right. you got to dress up in the day. It seemed like there'd be more fun things that you could be doing rather than I'm going to go read to the children now. I know that uh, when I'm all dressed up, the yes. r- reading is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> What's the unless, first thing? Unless it's captions. <laughs> it's part of a national program <laughs> that promotes love and acceptance. Hey, B as in B, S as in S. Go be a drag queen. Go to the clubs. Have fun. And I'm not suggesting drag queens would would necessarily abuse children. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Can't we preserve some of the innocence of these little kids? Right. They're going to learn soon enough. They, you know, if your parent wants your kid to learn what a drag queen is, let the parent explain what there a drag queen is. How about a fairy tale characters dress up and come in to read to the kids? Cinderella, Snow White. Uh, who are some black ones? Help me before I'm accused of racism. Um, uh, let me think. Um, Br'er Rabbit. There you go. You know. You know, Goofy. You know, we got they got them all. We got uh, we got them all out there. So we got. Goofy. I'm trying to think of the. Uh, I'm just thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of kids characters. No, I mean just how about a fireman comes in and reads to them. There you uh, go. Or, you know, my man, my man, Frank Domaris, my energy resource recycling agent field representative, when he drove for Island Sanitation, he routinely uh, appeared at schools. What's wrong with that? Yes. You don't need a drag queen. I'm let's trying to let's think, have a little innocence here. When did I have the sit down? I don't even remember the sit down when, when Bob and Judith would have had the, uh, this is what a drag queen is. I, I don't yeah, recall that I'm not that sure I ever had that sit down. Didn't they just toss a penthouse at you and say, <laughs> figure it out? Yeah, figure yes, it out. out. I couldn't believe my hint, luck. If you want a hint, read the forum. That's the good stuff. It's what, got, a, it's what got you interested in reading, right? I looked back at him and said, I'm not a strong reader. 
Well, lucky for you, son, there's pictures. <laughs> we there there we have them here. They we they do them in St. Paul, Penthouse? Minneapolis. Right. Drag queen story hours. I'm just saying. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I think the country would be okay. I don't think anyone would be deeply hurt if uh, drag queens uh, just were not invited to read to little kids at a library. No, I think that I'm definitely in favor of drag queen story hour. I just don't want any kids there. Okay, yeah. It's going to for get, you and me. It's going to get raucous. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I couldn't believe my luck. <laughs> okay, Reavers, you got two little kids. Yep. And you learn that they're uh, at the local. Uh, wherever they go to school, some uh, some horrible public school, I would imagine. You you uh, you are going to send. And they're uh, they're bringing in a drag queen uh, for story hour. Are you on board? Well, I am actually one of the parents that goes in to read uh, every. And I, I don't. Do you dress, dress up in your outfit? Yeah. I was He's thinking. Got the Bugs Bunny, uh, I was wig. thinking, should I dress up next time? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah, it, it's a little more conservative at uh, Carver Elementary. Than, than drag what would be more time. disturbing for your kid to have a drag queen come in and read, or to have mayor uh, the mayor Joe Suchere come in all done up in his cowboy outfit? <laughs> well, gross, considering gross the fact that my son's you. last encounter with the mayor, he was accused of having British teeth, which he has now said to every single <laughs> well, classmate I just of his. Asked the kid if he went to an English dance. That's that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Missing uh, a few choppers. He's got a couple missing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yeah, the mayor would probably do a lot more damage than a drag queen, to be honest, because he'd sit there and insult. Every kid, which is fantastic. With that ten gallon hat and that vest and my whole, my six shooter. Yeah. <laughs> That'd go six, pretty far in. Six shooter. Hey, I kid, just, you ever been lassoed? No, sir, go away. You know, I just don't think and I've told you often, librarians are on the front line of the mystery. They're a yes. real strong foot soldier of the mystery. And I, I resent the idea that librarians are dictating to the taxpayer that we know what's best to introduce love and inclusion to these kids and, and we're even gonna take it to the extent of the drag queen. Story Hour. B as in B, S as in S. Let there be drag queens, and God love the drag queens. Have your life, Done. and go to your clubs at night, and dress up in feathers, or whatever drag queens do. But, you know, read some innocent books to the kids, and have those books read to them by more innocent people. Okay? All that's right. the limb I'm out on. Got it. I, I just don't... Uh, kids are going to be overwhelmed by the realities of the world soon enough. Okay, kid, today we're going to read Waterline. Yeah. There once was a boat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Brooke, um, you introduced Goofy uh, as as a character when the, when the mayor was asking for diversity. Where did that come from? Goofy's a dog. No, I was talking about children's characters. Yeah, but Goofy's a dog. Yeah, but he's still a character. Goofy can still come in and go. But what, oh, what, yo, what, yo, what, yo. Chris, what Chris is alluding to is that you apparently made the presumption that Goofy is black. No, I I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. <laughs> Uh, you were asking, isn't Goofy you were a asking for children's characters. Isn't Goofy well, a bloodhound? He, he he asked specifically for uh, characters of color. Yeah, so that he wouldn't be accused of being racist. <laughs> so you I come was up still with Goofy. On, uh, children's that characters. That didn't help us any when the terms of in really the world didn't. of sensitivity, like, throwing Goofy out there yeah, as an example of racial sensitivity no, isn't really going to be helpful. Should somebody in a Goofy suit sitting there reading to the kids and I'll heal, 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 heal. This is going up the hill. See, I know when someone's not paying attention because I'm I'm that person yes. typically. Yeah, so sure. that's why I was trying to help you out here because I, I figured that's... I missed that. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. You guys know that old joke, right? That I can't no. say on the air. No, well, not a good. Uh, yes. bring why many left Mickey? I, I do know it. It yeah, involved. Okay. Uh, did it involve it involved Pluto? Go- it involved Goofy. Or yeah, Goofy's? relations with Goofy. Yeah, she's really? bleeping Goofy. 
Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That old joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. What about Daffy Duck? What about him? Daffy? What about him? Well, that's Donald. No, I mean, oh, was, Daffy was, was Daffy after That was Looney Tunes. Oh my God. Uh, he was a black duck. Yeah, we started out so Daffy well. Was, Daffy was. Do you remember the. He had issues. We're not ready yet. I got to say oh, something. I, I think we are. I think you are ready. <laughs> but go ahead. Do you remember the uh, the dust up that occurred when the anonymous uh, hectoring crowd on Twitter was ripping Charles Schultz yes. for the black character yeah. uh, sitting uh, on one side? Franklin was sitting on one side of the table and all the rest of the kids were on the other side. Yeah. And it was a non issue. They were power washing Schultz and power washing Frank. In today's uh, a Peanuts cartoon, yep. Uh, Lucy's talking to Franklin, and Franklin says, I'm busy. I've got a 4-H meeting. I've got Little League practice. I've got my guitar lesson. i got to go home and eat, and then i got something else. And my point being, uh, my point being that uh, the so-called black character in the panel was uh, obviously just one of the gang, one of the kids. Good. That's the way it should be. Well, it, but, but that was always Schultz's intention. Yeah. Uh, these, these unwashed morons who tried to power wash Franklin sitting at one side of the Thanksgiving table made no sense. I wonder if it'll come up. It's, it's been completely gone off the table. I wonder if it'll come up at next year's Thanksgiving. I'm ashamed that you guys didn't bring up my favorite cartoon of all time. Hey, 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 hey. Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Hey, man, how are you? What's up, Mushmouth? They lived, they hung out in a dump. How awesome was that? They had a clubhouse in a dump. <laughs> yes, they did. You are a savant when it comes to every low rent thing that's ever been There's produced. There's nothing low rent yeah, about Fat Albert. Fat this Albert. was, this hey, was. Hey. Is that Bill Cosby's voice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he that was awesome. An, it was an awesome cartoon. Mm-hmm. Where's your guitar today, Johnny G? Well, yeah. you guys had already started the interview with yeah. the Reverend. We so missed the was... pre-show meeting. <laughs> yeah, apparently, wait, we... wait. Let me. Okay, oh, wait, I was going to explain to you, okay, Kenny. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just explain what. Let me let me explain what happened because I'm going to get into your head. I'm going to see if you're right. Okay. This will be amazing if so he's here, right. Here's Chris, the deal. you know the answer. I came in at 11:30, and the recording light was already on. So I said, "Oh, that's that's weird. Maybe they're practicing." And as I came in, I saw that they were in full show mode. And in my head, after uh, maybe seven or eight seconds of pondering, I said, "They were all. They were all here. The guest was here. The Reverend was here. Joe is sitting around. Either he's going to have to sit and talk to the Reverend off the air for twenty minutes, or he said." Well, let's just go now. I'm not. Let's just get started now, since you're here. And you uh, absolutely nailed it. And yes. I tried to talk him off the ledge. I'm in the other room shoving a cheeseburger yeah, face lunch. Uh, into my face as fast as I can because he's like, "Let's go. Let's fire it right, up. Let me Play the you. music. We got to go." I, I got here. I all it. the lights were quarter off. After they were 11, I'm going. Didn't I say I'm this going, to you, Really? I, what about the other two clowns? Let me tell you oh, they, they can go to hell. <laughs> Well, you know, let, let me tell you more on something. Yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. And, Rule it out for us. And it ruins any chance of spontaneity to talk to a guest for 20 minutes before no, you go on the I, air. I know that. But that's... I'm trying to give you the technical reason that I wanted to go on the air with the Reverend is because I wanted to hear everything fresh 
and first. And I didn't want it. I didn't well, want. Why it. didn't you walk your narrow behind down the hall and hang out elsewhere? Because I wanted to sit around and talk. I to I don't him care for about you. I don't care. No, about but you. I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm, I, but well what I'm saying is, I knew that that's what you were doing. You. Didn't I tell you that right away? You're right. Uh, Rook walked in. I said, I guess we're already. Recording. How many years have I told you I don't want to talk to the guy before the show? Six months. No, I've been telling you that for twenty <laughs> years. Twenty years. Yes. Even my friend John Camp, who I know quite personally well, as opposed to the, having just met the Reverend today, I don't want to talk to Camp. Right. No, I know that. Get that, on the air and we'll talk. Because that's yeah. when you get the best stuff. So bottom line, you just don't want to talk to anybody. Did I talk to the Reverend? <laughs> no, I mean, And I enjoyed off, talking to him greatly. I mean, off the air. Just anybody in general. It, Rook was not in this outside room <laughs> 10 seconds when he said to me, here's what happened. Joe didn't want to sit well, around. Didn't, <laughs> I will defend Joe because the said, Reverend was on, on a time crunch. I love how uh, you have somehow phonied up this excuse for being oh, crusty and angry and a hater, a hater no. of humanity. No, it's not that at all. You've got the perfect excuse. <laughs> not that at all. Wow. The, uh, the whole uh, idea is I, to... Get the man's thoughts as fresh as possible. The Reverend seemed taken aback that you were so in a hurry to get him in, in here no. and then rush him out of here. Rush him I out. know when you're leaving, he talked him for did forty I do? minutes. Oh my God, don't worry about it. Oh. No, I'm kidding. He, didn't he did say not that. say it was wonderful. <laughs> it was, it was wonderful. You morons just don't know what you're doing. That's all. <laughs> we got to go to his church. I'm not arguing with you. I'm telling you why you're wrong. Right. I got to go to his church. Speaking <laughs> of him, uh, him and the, uh, the his church could use some help. Uh, the Reverend there in charge is Charles Ford. Reverend Charles Ford. Their address seven o four Thirtieth Avenue North in Minneapolis. Uh, they could use bodies. They could use money. Anything you want to do, GLers, to help these guys out. Uh, Reverend Tim had an awful. Uh, he had a lot of good ideas. The Reverend Tim Christopher. Thank you, sir, for coming in. Yeah, he just needs some cash. Help him out. Say garagelogic.com is where you find out all the information you need to about GL. Uh, Previous podcasts and maybe what's on Joe's bookshelf. Yeah, Author's Corner. That's on the Features button. It's a drop-down. You can also check out Greg Holcomb's latest creations, which are spot on the money. Rate us on Apple iTunes, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. We appreciate that feedback. And if you got any suggestions, go ahead and email Reavers at Reavers at garagelogic.com, R-E-U-V-E-R-S at garagelogic.com. And we'll catch you next time. Garage Logic podcast version.